All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Club Pro Chatter, Season 4, Episode 7. Sorry we took such a long break, but we had some stuff going on in our lives. We were going to do one last week, but Scotty and I were in a bad place, Scott, and I know you can back me up on this. For kind of the same reason, but different reasons, um, you know, we were at the section championship and both of us were coming in playing some of the best golf of our life. Is that is that fair to say, Scott? I think that would have be I think that would be a fair assessment. Yes. I know me for sure because I can speak for myself. That was some of the best stretch of golf I've ever played. And I had high hopes for the section championship. Uh, the top 20 was a big goal for me to try to get into club champions. And I, I laid an egg on day two. And Scott, go ahead. Tell, tell us about your life in that. That wasn't good. Yeah, but I, I would say I was in a darker spot than you. Um, because you laid your egg on day on one. Day one, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it was it was not good. And I, I do have to uh, thank you for pulling me out of the gutter and uh, letting me sit on your tailgate for about uh, 25 minutes and we could chat about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and <laughs> that there are more important things than, uh, than a golf tournament. And uh, obviously for me, uh, I don't know, I've looked at a lot of things and to both of us, I think would agree that hands down, it's, it's the most important event that we play in and it's got the most at stake. And um, yeah, I think we just need to view it as as another pro-am round or, uh, you know, whatever it is. So I think that uh, I probably put too much pressure on myself and you were playing great too. And uh, you, when your expectations are high, which I think both of ours were coming into the event because we were playing well, um, sometimes when you don't meet those expectations, it's it's a real uh, uh, punch to the to the gut. So... Um, yeah, I think it was a great event overall, other than, um, my play and, and your play day two, uh, <laughs> yet again, you nipped me by one. That's right. And, uh, I know that you're keeping tabs on that. So really looking forward to discussing that, but, yep. uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun week. I look forward to the week every year and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to wilderness at fortune Bay next year. Yeah, we'll, we're going to talk a little bit more about the section championship and our experiences and and what went on there. And maybe we'll bring Tone in because he got to watch a lot of that firsthand. Um, but again, that's Scott McDonald, Greg Snow. Uh, I'm coming to you from the Olivia Golf Club. Scott, are you from the house in Alexandria? I'm from the house. Julie's got a little ER training this morning. Uh, every year she's got like a three day, uh, you know, it's very important that training that you get when you work in the ER. So she's got that for the next three days um so yeah i'm at home school doesn't start up for us yet until next week so uh this is the last week for the kids at home so uh they're uh it's been a great week of weather so they've been soaking it up scott i would have to say that my apology is probably the same as yours um i don't know that there's gonna be much different but we did take a two-month break here and so that is an apology uh we're busy uh everybody's busy you're not as busy as the rest of us uh, because your golf game was going so well. Uh, I was joking at all the events. Are you going to start working? That's how well you were playing. I couldn't catch you. And you, you developed a big lead on me. Uh, I think it was six, three and one at one point, but since I nipped you at the section championship, it's now six, five and one because that was worth double points. How is our... that worth double points? And, well, and... because there's two rounds. 
Oh, so we're not going to go with you beat me round one and I beat you round two? No, no. And I didn't set the ground rules on this earlier, which I should have. Yeah, you're but, making it up. But it was two, is worth like two wins if you nip somebody. Neither of us should be proud. I mean, what did we finish? 12 over and 13 over? Or was yeah, it worse it was, than that? Uh, uh, no, it, it was that. Yeah. And I, I, and I, 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 it was yeah. even worse for me, Scotty. I, I was cruising along on that back nine. You know, I was the par champion of the last round, knowing that I had one, two things to play for, stayed open and to beat you. And uh, my playing partners, uh, they they caught wind because Luke Benoit, you are co-workers and best of friends. And uh, so he was engaged in this as well. And so we were yeah. having some fun with it. And I proceeded to make one of the worst doubles in America, looked up at Luke and said, I got a par the last to beat Scotty. And of course, drove it through the fairway into that bunker. And I was like, I'm in trouble. And uh, luckily, I escaped out a 60-foot par or birdie putt, legged it down there to a couple feet and made it to beat you. It was a big moment, Scott. Well, you know, I'm glad that I can keep you and uh, Waro motivated. Waro and I had a little, uh, since we were in the morning wave, had a little oh. bet on lunch. And uh, Jack he shot 69. You. Yeah, he played great. Um, and I gladly uh, bought the, uh, the China Panda, or not the China Panda, Panda Express. Uh, Panda Express, his favorite place. And uh, yeah, so it's it's good that I can I can, you know, even even in misery, I can provide you guys as a little bit of motivation just to kick a horse when he's down. That's right. All right. So uh, did you do have, have any other apologies? Yes, I do. Oh, fire away. I have an apology, and depending on who listens to this, they'll understand it and I know you do firsthand is um, my apology is for all the pro-am team wins this year by my squads, because it is not fun being a past tournament uh, tournament uh, uh, committee uh, chair and a subcommittee member and winning team pro-ams is like, it's fun for your team, but it's the worst thing for the pro because all of us look well, you're winning a lot of pro-ams and I won, uh, what did we win? Lesseur and we won Faribault by Southern Minnesota team. Granted, I grew up in Faribault, so we know that golf course like the back of our hands. And uh, we tied with you at That's Geneva. Right. We got the win though, because we got the hardest handicap hole. No, it was a yep. tie. No. But I, I know that... Uh, Tone joked with John, like, hey, do we have to talk to Scott about his pro-am team? Scott, can I interject your apology? Did, tell me the makeup of your three teams. They were all different AMs, were they not? Um, a few similar. Um, so the team that I play with in the tape mark that sponsors are all guys from two guys from Faribault that I grew up with and, and one guy that lives in uh, down in uh, Burnsville. And we... Uh, Actually, I think he's over in Prior Lake. Anyways, so we play Lesseur every year because that's right in their backyard. And we play Faribault because that's where we grew up. So Lesseur was Josh, Trevor Matthews, Bud Cosin, and who is our fourth? Oh, Ben Haugie, who worked for us at Ripstick. And Ben played at uh, Gus Davis, so he knows Lesseur. That was our team. Then at Faribault, it was five sums again. Myself. Uh, Josh, Trevor, Bud, and then Ross Fuchs, who works at Second Swing, also from Faribault. 
Becker usually plays with us, but Becker didn't. And then up at you uh, for sure went to one if you had Becker. A uh, Becker's been yeah, he's well Becker's been playing great this year and his handicaps lower than ever. He's that's like right. A, his handicap like at the beginning eight. of the year was really low. And there and um and therefore he came back. Um, I bet that handicaps bounced back a little because he didn't have some great pro-ams earlier in the year, correct? Yeah, but he's still lower than he I mean, when Becker first started playing pro-ams with me, he was a 17 at Craigans course. And now I think this year Wasn't when he, he, played 11? With, he he was lower than ever. And he was dead last dead last net. Dead last net. So that's when you know your handicap's legit. So then at Geneva, it was myself, my buddy Jake Cruz, who you know the Cruz family yep. from Wilmer, who's who plays with me in a few events every year. Nick Amborn from Minnewaskan and uh <clears throat> Our last was Chris Buckingham. You know Brett and Chris is Brett's dad. And yeah, so a lot of difference in the teams. Josh and Trevor play with me probably three a year. And those are the three. And uh, yeah, so sorry for all the wins. Scott, I, I, I have to say as a guy that was on that committee with you and uh, we worked hard at this is that's really the goal is to have different players and I know I bring my brother-in-law a lot to someone, and he was one of the ones way back when that he said, I'll play in anything. And I bring um, Walt Parsons, who you know, I, I bring him a lot. And he was one that said, hey, I want to bring, but I try to mix it up with all our members. And I try to bring a lot more. And even their understanding of, okay, I can't play in all of them. I got to play in, a, you know, I, I, I can't. You have other people that want to play. There's many pros out there that don't have that luxury that you and I do that we have a lot of people to pick from. So I actually applaud you. Yes, we're looking at you a little bit, um, but I applaud the fact that you um, you try to mix it up and do that. And I think we have some other pros out there that are starting to see that, that are saying, you know what? I need to bring different guys and different players. And if you do well that way, then we know, Scotty, that Geneva, you know as well as I do, that the fact that you and I played well was probably what really carried our teams because you it was a one gross, one net. And you yes. have to have natural birdies and i think i had five of them no i had four that's right you had five or six didn't you i had six of them yeah yeah and so that's a big deal and in a lot of these when it's two net the pro doesn't really matter you know the ams are getting pars on their bumps and the pro isn't as big of a deal but in those one and the scores were crazy low it was only 13 under that i'll give it to you tied for the win yeah yeah no and it's, i got uh, my air quotes it wasn't a tie you're right. And I will say, I think in the three events that I've won this year as a team or tied for first, I think I shot 68, 69, 69. So there is something there as well, knowing that you've got someone that's, I mean, you know it, if you're playing well in a pro-am, you're an asset because people oh. know, Hey, he's going to, he's worst. He's going to make his par. He might bogey two or three holes, which right. is a nice, thing to think about as a, as an am knowing in the back pocket the worst you're going to get is a par out of your pro yeah that of the three other guys if it's a foursome you only have to really create one ball so yep well that's a fair apology scott i i'm um i'm okay with that um i don't i i have uh i just wanted to apologize for us being off the air for so long we really didn't give a lot of effort at it um in the fact that 
you know, the crisscrossing of lives was difficult. And I have another show that I do that also took the same two months off. And I haven't touched the club for a week, Scott. I don't know about you, but we had our club championship here. And uh, since the section championship, it's one week from our last debacle, mine in particular, when I five put it on number two, uh, is that I haven't touched the club. And that's, you know, just life is busy. Now life will slow down. We can maybe add a few. Are you coming to New Ulm? Have you decided yet? Yeah, after uh, the showing at the section championship, I decided I'm playing everything down the stretch. Okay, so six, five, and one, and now I have a chance to kind of come back. I really can't believe I'm this close. Everybody can see on the points list and the money list, I'm not even close to the player that you are. So I just want you to know that. I want you to keep that in your mind. Uh, it's it's really motivating me down this stretch. Well, it, you should blow me out. It should be 10-5-1 by the end. But right now, it's 6-5-1, and one, and I got a good feeling about New Ulm because I actually played a practice round there this year when I couldn't play at LeSueur. Remember that debacle? Yes, I do. We talked about it in the last podcast. One thing I want us to do just to bridge the gap from the last podcast, we did some predictions from the uh, Luther Head Pro Championship. Yes. And uh, you had Roland Campbell Sorensen. Your point totals were 20, 23, 23. I had Hemans, Chili, and Win 14, 16, 20. Another win for you. Uh, uh, uh. And uh, by the way, in our head-to-head -head that day, you beat me again by one shot i think all of your victories this year have been by one shot except for maybe uh up at craigans you thumped me pretty good yeah you didn't have a good showing up there but uh yeah thank you for bringing that up scott i do appreciate that and the fact that we came down to that last hole remember i hit that driver that was about three feet off the ground yes i you do and it was a big steering drive because i knew i had a one shot lead and i had to we were out of the money we were both terrible for the most part uh, me in particular on the hole before, because I think you birdied six or 17 and I bogeyed it. Correct. Because I had a substantial lead on you. And then that, uh, that really made things um, go sideways for me. So I got to figure out the 17th hole. It sounds like it's happened in a bunch of events. Uh, it just happened to me up at the section championship. So, all right, let's bring Kaylee Ekstrom in and let's get our uh, state of the section and some things that are going on. Kaylee. Take it away. Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to bring in tone as well because last yeah, week bring the toner in. we announced something pretty fun for the CRMC points race. And so I can kind of have tone talk about it a little bit, but the inaugural CRMC championship will be up at Craigins on August 22nd through the 28th in 2022. So we have some fun things going on with that event. Yeah, so we were uh, we were fortunate to kind of partner with Craigens, you know, uh, Jack Warrow and his team up there, and um, to have this new opportunity to present to our members to you know give an opportunity to play in the PJ Tour Canada event next year. Um, so there are six events uh, that basically you can earn points in. Uh, our first event was actually the Section Championship last e uh, last week, um, and it's a wraparound season. So. Um, the next one is going to be the Luther tour championship. And then it's all events in 2022, uh, you know, twin cities open tape mark and state open. Um, so the full list is online, but basically the top 25 in the points race after the state open next year will be in a 18 hole, uh, kind of qualifying event. Then the top nine from that qualifying event will move on to Craigans to compete for the one spot. So it's kind of a multi 
shootout kind of uh, tournament. And then the the one player who claims victory gets to play in the in the event. So pretty excited. In addition to that spot, we're actually also going to give an exemption to our state open winner. So we'll um, hopefully drive uh, some some participation for that and just a lot of interest. So uh, excited for these uh, opportunities. I love the fact that we're beefing up that state open. That is awesome. Great move by you, Tone, and the team, and uh, to, to move forward with that. Uh, have you seen the construction pictures, you guys? Oh, yeah. Up at Craigens. It looks mm -hmm. great. I get yep. the updates from Jack all the time, and it's. Uh, I think it's going to be phenomenal when it's finished. They are uh, They're on track to do some things up there that uh, is going to blow the other place out of the water if they don't catch up. And um, I, this hat adds to it. So good work, Tone, uh, for, to you and your team. And uh, I got to ask, Scotty, why I wasn't up on the leaderboard of the points list. Did yeah. you get asked that by anybody? I was just going to ask where we were at on the, the points list. I don't think we were. I five-putted uh, number two. It well, was over at that point. We've, the good news is, is we've got plenty more events to get points in. Uh, but, yeah. I'm not, signed up for Midland Hills. Are you, Scotty? I will be, yeah. We'll get signed up, all right? Kaylee, okay. what else you got for us? Yeah, so our Bad Pants Open is coming up here in September on the 14th. We have about 30 teams. We're excited. Hopefully our Minnesota Special Olympic athletes will be able to join us. We're going to have a couple of fun things in the morning, a 1 p.m. shotgun start, and it uh, should be a good day. Yeah, I've played in that once. I still have a young gentleman that contacts me all the time from that. They're so excited about it. He's like, are you playing on the 14th? As you guys know, that's county commissioner day for me, so it, it makes it very difficult. But I am going to be uh, donating something uh, to the cause. And it, uh, I think Ian Leonard, is he still involved in this? Yep, he is. He'll be there. <clears throat> so what Scotty, year is you this? What What's year that? is this of the bad pants? What the year is this? 14th year. Yep. Jeez. On on September 14th. Yeah, isn't that fun? I Scott, have... you own a lot of bad pants. Yeah. Uh they're they're deep buried in the closet. I only bring them out when I really need to. Uh, but no, I've never played in the event, but I've always donated. Just for some reason, I think it's the Southview Pro Am that's always on the same day. For some reason, they double book it. So is that happening again this year? I'm not positive. I'd have to look. Okay. I don't get invited to that one. So uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I always play bad there. So it makes sense. Okay. The bad pan open big fundraiser yep. for the section. And um, uh, I think JD, you know, it started way back. I think when JD was the pro at Medina, correct? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of come full circle now with JD helping run the thing and, uh, mm -hmm. being, you know, being a leader in our section and, uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to the results of that and seeing what happens there. But the, I know those special Olympic athletes, I know for a fact that they love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll have some fun things going out on social. So pay attention cool. on September 14th. Kaylee, anything else for us? Yeah, last. I want to be sure that I can get this right, but we have a PGA Junior League team competing from T, uh, PC Twin Cities this weekend at the Ridge Golf Club against teams from Colorado, Iowa, and Nebraska. Um, and so from there, hopefully they can qualify for the National Car Rental PGA Junior League Championship in Arizona in October. So Who's, 
Who's the captain of that team? Do you or Tone know? Um, I can get that info, but we're pretty excited for, you know, this team and who's coming up. Yeah, that's it's now getting to the point in this junior league, Scott, where we're going to start seeing some of those kids in the college tournaments and maybe even playing on many, you know, and they'll they'll correlate this that he was a junior league champion. Tony, yeah. do you have who who that yeah, is? Yeah, so it's uh, David Brandstad. Right. Yeah, up at the TPC. Uh, TPC, yep. That's awesome. This is, uh, I think this their team is has been strong the last couple of years, right? They've made it to nationals, correct? Yeah, they have before. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy, you know, when this started. Greg, you know, we were, we still remember this cause we're like fossils. Uh, but what was it probably five, six years ago. And now look at how much it's, it's grown and the national championship. It's, it's a big deal. Wasn't Jay Norman, the late Jay Norman, one of the first to kind of bring one of his teams. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I remember, I thought I saw him on TV or his team on TV and they do. Is this the one they broadcast? Kaylee, or would that be the next? It's the next stage, right? The national one that's broadcasted. Right. right. Yeah, it's the final one. Okay. So they gotta they have to win this, or do they gotta finish top two or three? Or they gotta win this one. I'm gotta thinking. win it. Yep. Okay. They really narrow it down then. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I know that junior league stuff kind of I hate to say it, but favors the cities a little bit more. It's tougher for us here out on the uh uh, out on the outskirts, especially with the kids that, you know, at, at my club, they're all in all these different sports. I mean, football started four weeks ago. I don't really see the kids anymore out here on the course and volleyball started. So I don't see any of the gals. And uh, I know that it kind of seems tailored a little bit more to the bigger cities, but it's just great that this is a, it, it's been an awesome thing, Scotty. Has Minnewaska tried this up that area? Got a lot of golfers uh, we, up there. We, we're going to do try it next year now with the foundation and how many junior we could have multiple teams. So it's just, it's just for us, as you know, kind of you alluded to is, is getting surrounding communities to have teams. So you have kind of like right. a, a network there. Um, but between Alexandria and I mean, Wilmer's a ways away, but you could probably get uh, a couple of teams. Uh, yeah. And I mean, to go along with this, I took my girls to the first, their first ever DCP drive chip putt up in, uh, far or up in Moorhead village green. And, uh, it was, it was awesome to see. It was, th this is the first year they could do it. Catherine was great. The girls loved it. Beatrice won the, the drive portion against a bunch of nine-year-olds and Amelia made her first putt. And it was the biggest smile I've ever seen her have doing something sports wise. So it was a lot of fun. So I know those are all wrapped up. Uh, are regionals, when are regionals for that, Kaylee, putting you on the spot? Like the, the big regional in Colorado, is that coming up? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure exactly on what date, but- You, again, you can look out. that up, Kaylee, while we're talking about the section championship, if you, if yeah. you have a moment. For sure. All right. Good stuff, you guys. That's awesome. Thank you, Kaylee. Uh, let's move on to the section champ. Unless you got any more for us. Nope, that was it. All right. Let's move on to the section championship review. Um, you kind of, uh, everybody, you got me and Scotty's. Uh, Tone, you can uh, you can hang with us, too. We probably got questions for you because you stayed <laughs> with the whole thing. Scotty yeah, and I were in misery. Do we'll, we, we'll does admit Tone, it. Hey, does Tone have any apologies for any hole locations? Oh. 
Nolan. Uh, I don't know how to answer this question. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Scott, that is on that I parred the hole. There was I many saw, pars, there was many birdies. There it was, was this, also Tone in your defense. It was the third most birdied hole of that day. The third. I think that's a lie. Look it up. Look up the stats. Kaylee, another thing for you to look up. It was the third most birdied hole of the day. And I know I watched two people have some carnage on it, and I felt horrible. But if you hit it in the right spot and played it correctly, it was okay. You know, so, it's, you know, Scott, I watched him. He, from the back of the green, was able to keep it on the green. That's right. Yeah, because I ran to market. Oh, it was going. It was no. still moving. That's illegal. Well, yeah. Are you going? Are you are you breaking rules now? Are you admitting that you cheated? <laughs> no, no. I ran to get over there when it when it stopped. I marked it, and when I looked at the putt from behind the ball mark, I almost tumbled down the hill. And I'm pretty <laughs> and I'm pretty spry and and well balanced, but. Uh, Greg, you are somewhat correct. Tied for the third most. That's right. Remember, I don't deal with ties. It was a hard hole, and it was the third most birdied hole. Tone, you do not have to apologize for it. It was a hard pin. And I deal with this at my golf course, Scott. You remember this. I have people come up and go, well, what was with that pin was three feet from the edge. And I go, well, you had the fringe to stop it. What's the big deal here? I don't understand what the problem is. You know, and you play the same golf course here um, one million times. Wouldn't you want to see pins that you don't normally see? And typically, after I say that, they go, yeah, you're right. You know, typically, some others, they just want to stay in their misery and whatnot. But I think that it's okay to be mad about some stuff. But I think in the long run, you got to kind of look past that and go, it's okay. So, Tone, I'm on your side. Scotty, he can be no, on whatever side he wants. No, wins. I'm not on any side. I, I totally agree with everything you've just said. But I just am asking Tone if he if, if he wants to say anything. And I've played, I've played in as many events that Tone set up as any, and there's only been two pins that I've ever questioned of him. And I'll leave it at that. But I will say this. Um, the guy that won the section championship did not play that hole well the first day. That's right. He was not very happy. I know people that were in the group with him, and he battled through it. He ended up winning, and it meant a lot to him. Uh, everything that I heard about Jeff and how happy he was for that win, and, and you know, he's a great player. He's, he's been one of the best players in the section for 10-plus years, so hats off to him. And I, I, I shot him a text. I said, way to battle through that adversity because some people that would let that just stew and just you couldn't get past it but he got past it and he won the tournament so to to look on the other side play devil's advocate he had to play that hole and he didn't play it well battled through it and still won the event so so i want to piggyback on that for a second i think that uh, jeff's mental state um is better than almost anybody's right now he has uh, battled some adversity that people don't even know about in his own personal life um that has really given him a great perspective and i i He's probably gonna be mad at me for sharing this, but that he uh, that he's really had to focus harder, if you will, or the other way to look at it is that he's able to let things go. You know, you and I talked about sitting on the tailgate and saying, um, you know, it's okay that we we stunk today. 
you know, but Jeff has been able to, to keep focus on his game, but yet great perspective of it, it's okay that I took an eight. I think he took an eight on that hole. Yeah. Correct. I think it was a seven. Was it a seven? I think it was a seven. Oh yeah. Cause he went for the green and two. That's right. So he was down in the gully um, on his second shot. So anyways, my point being is that uh, I couldn't, I also texted Jeff and he texted right back to me and he said, thanks cheap means a lot to me. To God be the glory. I mean, he's just gained a different perspective on life, on golf. And I don't know that that was always the case. And I want to get there. And Scott, you and I have talked a lot about the mental side of golf and how it changed your uh, your game. And, and I think that for everybody, that's one thing. If you have a chance to sit down and chat with Jeff about it, just sit and listen and watch how his perspective of all those things, he didn't let that tough pin or whatever you want to call it end his section tournament which I think many others did. And I think that was a, it's a great testament to him to forge through and to, um, you know, Derek Holmes was coming at him, chilly, coming at him pretty hard. Tone, when did you pick up with the groups? How late did you kind of get out there? I was there with them um, kind of when they got to hole 11 and I kind of followed the last few groups in. And so I was there kind of throughout the all the action. So give us a little vibe of, um, I, you don't have a rooting interest. You're not allowed to. Um, you're kind of watching it. Give us a vibe for what was going on in, in, in the group. Could you tell if somebody was playing better than others? Or, I mean, just talk us through a little bit about when you picked up on the group. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was you know, at that point, I think Chile was up a few. You know, so I think, that, you know, you obviously he had his Chaska crew with him. So there was kind of a vibe there of, you know, he's pulling through it. And then, um, and then Jeff started to, to kind of make that move. And I'm trying to remember um, if he was Jeff in the last group, I couldn't remember if he was in the last group or with Chile. Um, I think he was, Scott, with do you know? he was with Chile. He was with Chile. Yeah. So then on, on 14, the par three, there was kind of a shift when Chile hit, I think him's approaching the bunker and struggled to kind of, I think he made bogey. And I think Jeff made par and then there was kind of a shift there. And, um, but really they kind of battled it out until, you know, that last kind of hole, you know, I think, you know, Jeff was able to get a good up and down for par uh, and Chile just kind of short-sided himself in that bunker and the pin was in the front left. And so you kind of wanted to get it on the green and he was, I think he, he bogeyed or doubled. Um, and then that was kind of it. I mean, Derek had a, uh, but there was still like, even after Jeff made that putt, you know, we, there was still Derek had a chance. He had a birdie um, 18 to tie Jeff. And we thought, well, there could be a playoff. Um, and he hits his approach within, I don't know, 12, 15 feet and just misses. So, I mean, it was, it was exciting. It was a lot of kind of back and forth between all these players and um, excited for the crew that's going to nationals, you know, I think, you know, be a good showing. How big was the gallery around those last groups, Tone? Was there um, 50 people there? No, I wouldn't say there was that many. Okay. I mean, but I mean, on the last hole, I think it's where most people were, you okay. know, and there was a lot of players that stuck around. Maybe there at the last hole, there was around that many. But Someday kind of I'm going to play groups. well enough to hang around and watch the last bit. But when you're, <laughs> when you're two hours uh, out in front of it and you shoot, what did I shoot, Scott? Was it 80? Mm -hmm. See, I blocked it out. Was it 80? Yeah, it was 80. So <laughs> the smirk on your face makes me want to punch you right now. 
<laughs> I'm just trying to smile thinking about this event. And by the way, Jeff made eight on that hole, not seven. Oh, oh, Tone, he, so, he's a fact checker. I love that. Well, so, even better. Go ahead, Scott. I will, I will say this, um, you know, Jeff, and I'm not saying anything that he would disagree with, but he hasn't had a great year. You know, he's, uh, he lost in the match play early. He, uh, I think he missed the cut at the tape mark, almost missed the cut at the state open. So, um, you know, he's played well in pro-ams, but that's, that's the thing is, you know, our pro-ams are a big part of our tournament season, but there's no player of the year points, which I've always thought should be a discussion because look at some of these events, how big they've gotten now. But, uh, so he's played well in those and then comes in, and grinds it out for two days and wins arguably the biggest event of the year. So hats off to him. I mean, hats off to all those guys. Yeah. Derek Holmes, Eric Rowland, Derek Childs, Snyder, uh, our buddy, Jesse Nelson, Thomas Campbell in his first ever section champ gets through. That's, that's a pretty neat accomplishment. Um, and then Stendhal and Shafransky Stendhal's had an awesome year and uh, Grant, I think making it back there. So uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's nine guys, Derek obviously being exempt, but nine guys that are really, really good players. No, I wouldn't say there was, there's any surprises in the top nine. Would you, Greg? No, none. All, I mean, all we... names that you'd expect, you know, if, if you had, if you had to pick 15 or 20 names, all of those names would be in it. Right. Yeah. It, it wasn't like there's a Greg Snow in the ninth where people go, whoa, he's never been there. You know, what happened, and, you know, I played in a lot of these, as you have, Scotty, but if you were in there, there'd be no surprise. But, yeah, I would say of those top nine guys, you'd sit there and go, yep, yep, yep. And I hate to say it, that's kind of what we want, right, moving yeah. forward. I, and not that the surprise, you know, if somebody came in there, like, for example, Roger Farenkrug was playing great. I mean, he maybe had his best tournament through 27 holes that he's had in a long time. And Raj and I are very, we're, we're contemporaries. We played in a lot of assistant events together and then moved on into, you know, the uh, PGA ranks together. And Raj was playing great. I think he was one over through 27 holes. Scott, you yep. have that in there. So that's an example of it. Raj has never made it through. And if he had, you'd sit there and go, wow, that's awesome to see Raj, you know, kind of forge through after all those years and do it. Um, but at this point, with those nine guys, it not what did shock me, I would say of all, is that Derek Holmes has hardly played this year. I, he played early in the year, but then he had a lot of, and I talked to him at Rum River a little bit about it, kind of put the needle into him of, where have you been? You know, and, and we've talked about his work balance life and all those things. And so he just rises to the occasion on those big events, Scotty. And there's something to be said about that. Yeah, he's... Uh he's really changed a lot the last couple of years. And we talked about it on other episodes and I played with him the first day and he was solid and uh, his approach is, is a lot different than it used to be. And yeah, I mean, the fact that he had a putt to tie for first, I mean, he's going back. It's uh, and once, I mean, it's gotta be easier knowing that you've made it through to a PGA championship, going back to that national club pro and knowing what it takes. And, you know, we've got three guys now in that uh, group of nine with Brent, Jeff, and, uh, and Derek that have played in PGA. So, yeah, it's, it's great. And that's, that's just a testament to Stone Ridge. Great host, great tournament venue, 
the cream kind of rise rises to a top to the top at, at a venue like that and clearly it, it did and I, the scores were about what i think they typically would be and actually usually even par gets into a playoff or in and this year it took one under to go to nationals so tone what was the playoff uh, scenario would that have been back to 18 or was it start on one yeah, we, if it was for the championship, we would have went back to 18, you know, trying to keep everybody there watching. Oh, um, sure. But all the other playoffs would have been um, starting on one and just keep going. Which Did we, we have, have any other playoffs? Yeah, we had a playoff between um, Don Barry, Corey Johnson for the uh, alternate positions. Just well, first alternate. Order, first and second. Okay. I, was, was there five alternates? Is that what you were trying to get to? I can't remember. Was it four or was it just, just one? No, it was five. Five alternate. Okay, so the other – oh, they had to get their order. Yeah, we need to know an alternate order. Yeah. That's right. I would – man, Scotty, how would you feel about playing in an alternate spot? I've, I've been there Yeah, tell me times. about that. How, what's the uh, emotion of that? I couldn't even imagine, to be honest. Well, uh, the one year at Medina, it was like a five-person playoff for – third alternate not even second so you're thinking well if i would have played got two shots better i'd be in there so you got to go out and kind of regroup and i didn't get through on that one the other one was at bemidji and i had a putt to get in to the if i made a putt on 18 which was about a 20 footer i was in the tournament and i missed it so i was in with four i think again for first and second alternate or I think it was second alternate, but the first alternate one, I think it was Benoit that got it. He didn't use it. So Izzy beat Chris Peterson and I in the spot for second alternate and Izzy ended up going. So that was even worse, not winning that playoff and then getting kicked. But my first year ever was probably the most epic because I didn't even know what the section championship was. I became a class A member. And lo and behold, it was at Wilderness of Fortune Bay, which is where we're going back to. And I played the final round with Don Barry and Dale Jones, and I'd never played with Don Barry before. And I was I was like a nobody back then. And uh, you could take off the back then. Yeah. So, anyways, so I get in, and Benoit and I stayed in a room together. He had played in one before me, and he said, "I think you're in a playoff to go to nationals." And it was a three-person playoff for two spots it was myself ryan hanford and mike barge i think and bargey birdied the first hole at wilderness which is a par five so he got through so then it's me and hanford our current president go to number two which is a par four there's a there's a bunker there and it's kind of uphill and i think i ended up winning with four and didn't even realize how big of a deal it was until i went to nationals the next next year so it's uh yeah i've been in a couple of them and then that year don and jeff actually tied for first and jeff beat don and that might have been jeff's first section championship or his last one that he's won because i know he said something that it was 10 years since he's won it right tone Mm -hmm. and this is third correct um i thought it's third or fourth okay Hey, Tone, do all the playoffs run concurrently? Like if the championship went back to 18, would they run at the same time as the people who are on number one? 
yeah if if they would you know want to kind of i mean we would try to get everybody you know if we had to play up for the championship we always have to halt like all the award stuff so i try to get everybody done so we kind of know um but if that playoff for the alternate would keep going they would just you know you don't know how long it went i think don and right. Corey's went for three holes um so it could be another hour i mean i've had playoffs for other things um like state open we had one this year that was like six holes and last year we had one that was like seven holes so you kind of just want to get them going because you Over never know time. you never know thank what goodness, can happen thank goodness we don't pay you hourly <laughs> right, a lot of, lot of hours <laughs> So, yeah, the last time Jeff won it was Wilderness of Fortune Bay 2010. So it's actually been 11 years since he's won it. So that's where – and, I mean, you think you think he's won it in the last 11 years, right, Greg? If, we, if I would have said, hey, you would have said for sure he's won it since in the last yeah. 11 years. Name five guys who've won in the last 10 years, and he would be – boom, it would be something that I would have said immediately, for sure. Yes. So – yeah, great event, Tone. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. I thought the weather on Tuesday, everything was handled well. Uh, the, the crew at Stone Ridge did a great job getting the golf course ready and and not having any uh, you know, where we had to wrap up round one on day two is always nice and could do it as scheduled. That that worked out great. So thanks to Stone Ridge and, and you guys, Tone. You I know it's a long couple of days. You guys did awesome. Yeah, thank you. No, I I like to, you know, Stone Ridge, I thought, you know, the conditions, I think even Jeff mentioned it in his speech, the greens were probably the best I think we may have played this year, or at least that I've seen. And it was an awesome setup for the event. So um, glad everybody enjoyed it. You know, maybe some not one hole or the other, whatever you want to say, but you know, overall, it was a it was a it was a good event. And I'm glad we were able to get it done. So talk, what do you know about the wilderness at Fortune Bay? I mean, Greg and I have played in events there. Have you been up there? And what are your thoughts about that for the host site next year? I have not been there, but I am going there in the beginning part of October to kind of do a early look at it. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really have many comments there, but it's exciting. I guess that it's more of a trip to get away. Um, so it'd be kind of hopefully a little bit more camaraderie amongst everybody and maybe we'll get some people to stay and be uh, good that way. But I've not seen the course, so I can't really comment right now. Greg, your thoughts? You well, played in the one at Wilderness, right? Yeah, neither of you two know this, but uh, that event changed the snow's life. Um, I, Scotty, I don't know if you've ever heard the full story of what happened to the Greg Snow family because of that event. No. And uh, I, we don't have time today, so I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of I shot 96, 95, 96. And I was the biggest horse's rear end the entire round. Uh, Marty Lass was playing with me. I'll never forget it. Of the way I acted out there was beyond belief. And I remember I withdrew, which was one of the first and last tournaments I've ever withdrawn from. I did not play the second day. I drove back home and my wife came into the room. I was bawling my eyes out in my, in my, at my house. And she's like, what are you doing home? And I said, babe, we need to talk. And we just, we talked it out. And within six months, I was applying for the job at Olivia. We had changed our lifestyle, changed the way I viewed tournament golf all because of that event. So the wilderness holds a special place in my heart, and I'm not saying negatively, negative things happened to me because of my own attitude that changed my life, 
positively. It's actually a phenomenal full. I should write a book about it because the things that happen leading up to us moving to Olivia, which as you know, Scott has been one of the greatest things in our lives, moving from what people view as one of the greatest places on earth, Brainerd, you know, moving down here has been just a godsend for us. And so the wilderness started all that. That's how poorly I played. And I think I parred the first hole too and still shot 90 something. No, you didn't. What was it? 98? 95. And there was a stretch from seven through 11 that changed everything in your life. You went quad, double, quad, quintuple, double. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you should have seen the club's flying tone. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I, but the following year, coming. I went up to Marty last the following year after I moved to Olivia. Cause you know, Scott, I stopped playing in events. Remember that mm-hmm. I, there was, when I moved to Olivia, I, I took about a two year break of very few to no events. And I went to Marty last and I said, Marty, I need to apologize to you for how I acted and how I behaved up there. And he looked at me and he goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, okay, you don't remember the, the little baby hissy fits I was throwing out there. And I, I'll quickly say, man, we are getting way too long here. But I, I remember thinking, I don't practice. I show up at these events and I expect to do better. What's wrong with you? How can you expect to be better than that when you put zero time into it and just think that you should go to these championships and be awesome? And so that day on the tailgate with you and I, Scotty, I, I've been there. I mean, an 81 for you is probably like a 95 for me. And, and, and I, I've been there and it, right. Yeah. Seriously, that had to feel like 95 shooting 81 after you've been playing so well. I don't know what it felt like, but it didn't feel well. No. So let's just put it that way. But you have uh, a great perspective, and you were able to kick through that way faster. Than I, it took me a four-hour drive home. Tears flooded. I mean, I, I, I'll. it's probably way too personal of a story to get into here because I'll probably start crying again. But it was an unbelievable experience that I needed. I had to have that in order to change my life. And, uh, and, and it did. Um. What else we want to touch base on? Tone, we, we haven't even right, talked about the State Open. A quick recap on the State Open, which I thought was was a great event. Um, my only concern is uh, something's been lost on the leaderboard, and that's the golf professionals, because we're invaded by amateurs on this event. Oh, my goodness. How many AMs were up there, and two of them tied for – or three of them tied for first? So talk maybe quick about that tone because we haven't talked about it on the podcast. It was really exciting with a with a playoff for the championship. Yeah, no, that was a that was an awesome event to watch. Um, I mean, so I was kind of there again with the last groups falling in, and that was constantly back and forth. Then we had you know a big, pretty big crowd on that hill and Chaska on eighteen. Kind of when all that drama happened when um, uh, when Derek Hitchner uh, three putted on eighteen. Um, he, I think he was, what was the winning score? 12 under 12. Yep. So he was 13 and he, he bogeyed 18 and then, uh, both Cecil and, um, Ben Grieve, Ben Grieve. Yeah. He, he parts. I'm trying to, I'm spacing on names. Um, but then you have, when we had that playoff, um, 
you know, it was, it was just, we had the crowd falling everybody on the hill on Chaska. So it was a good atmosphere. And we heard a lot of good things about that. You know, the one thing, you know, I attribute to, you know, all our team is kind of the, the atmosphere we try to create at our events, you know, kind of with that long drive at Chaska, we put like, you know, the five past champions and around the clubhouse, we just did a lot of signage to make things feel special. Um, so I'm just kind of glad that, you know, we had good three days of competition for that and um, could not be more proud to have Chask on board and, and with all their team of what they did uh, for that event. So it was, it was very uh, exciting. I know everybody enjoyed it who played it and, and was there. Well, and, you know, we've had the, 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 the state, the women's state open was at Minnesota Valley mm -hmm. and uh, Betsy Kelly, who's, who's, very instrumental with us at Ripstick. That was exciting for her to win. And it meant just a ton to her too. Yeah. So another, another great event. I mean, all these majors have happened in the last month. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about that. Like, you know, it's already September when we were, you know, and you know, we still got some majors and some events still to go, but it's, you know, when you're talking about the state open to me, that feels like it was like six months ago you know, and it was like a month and a half. So a lot of stretch, you know, in August getting the three section champs, uh, the senior, the regular and the assistants done, uh, the women's state open. And then in the previous two months, the senior and the state open. So, and Tate Mark throw in there. So just a lot going on, but, uh, it's been a pretty good season so far. And who won this, the, sorry, I'm blanking, uh, uh, senior club pro was that, uh, was it Tom? Tom Vizina. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was in a, uh, a playoff with Don. Um, so they did a two hole playoff there at new Richmond. Yeah. So it's, Hey, it, it's it, all of our, nobody's really, uh, well, other than the tape mark, which Angus won by, you know, 31 lengths like secretariat <laughs> at the Belmont. But, uh, other than that, all of our championships have been very closely contested. So yeah, I call, I, I call it the um, season of playoffs because it seems like every event, you know, leading into the the state open, you know, with all the qualifiers, I made jokes with our interns that every, you know, we have how many playoffs? We never get through one of these without one. And it's only fitting that the state open finished with the playoff and then, you know, all these other events with them as well, or at least that they're close where we're thinking about it. So um, it's been it's been some good, uh, some good golf to watch. Well, uh, Scotty, why don't you update us? Because this is where you're good. This is your area. Update us on the player of the year points race and uh, what kind of movement we could expect to see with some events coming up. Uh, we know yeah. we got we got the golf champions that has points and we have the Luther. Uh, I think the Luther is the last one. Is that correct? Are those the two main ones? Yeah, left? yeah. And well, in the match play, there's some people that can still get points in the match play. Um, Personally, I think they should let like the top 15 from last year's golf champions get in versus the top 10. <laughs> Maybe there should be a petition somewhere. Um, Why don't bring you it up, ask for, bring an it up for 2022. <laughs> Why don't you ask for an exemption, Scotty? We know what that's going to rubber stamp. See ya. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd rubber stamp. No chance. Play better. Yeah. Uh, so right now, Derek Holmes is leading player of the year race, uh, 436 points. Jeff is in second at 374. Brent Snyder at 350. And Eric Childs at 345. So that's kind of your top four who is in the mix. Uh, I believe if none of those get none of those gentlemen 
are in the mix in the match play. So they're not going to get points for the match play. Golf champions is worth, I think, 160 points if you win golf champions. And Luther Tour is roughly 60 to 70 points, depending on how many participants we get. Scott, question. So yes. if an AM wins golf champions, does the sec does the high pro get 160? Nope, nope. It's whatever place they finish. So it it goes 160, and you know, fifth place is probably a hundred points. So it drops down pretty quickly. So Derek Holmes is in the driver's seat. Uh Jeff and I mean Jeff's yeah, 60, 62 points behind. So even if Jeff say wins Luther Tour and Derek gets zero, they're tied. And that doesn't even throw in what happens at golf champions. So uh, Brent and Childs are definitely in the discussion. I would say they're probably statistically the only other two that have a chance right now. It all depends on what happens in the golf champions and and the Luther Tour Championship. So, yeah. They're, They're all concurrent days, correct? They run right into each other. Yes. That, yeah. Golf champions is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then uh, Luther tour championship is that Monday at Midland. So it's all going to be, it, it's all going to be determined in that stretch. And maybe that might be a good time for our next podcast. Well, Leading yeah, up I'll... to the golf champions or, or, or maybe on site at Luther tour championship, which we've done before Greg. Yep. We have. And we could maybe even do it afterwards and and talk with the player of the year because it will be determined on that day. That's right. I like I would, that idea. I would I would throw this in as well. You know, we were talking about this a couple of days ago. You know, a couple people who could potentially move up. Um, sixth and eighth in the player of the year, Jesse Nelson, Derek Stendhal are both in the match plan. They're both their next match is actually against each other. So that is true. If so one of get- those you know, obviously one of those is going to advance to the round of four and were to advance and win the match play and then do well Luther tour and golf champions. They could creep up there as well and catch Derek. It just depends on really how Derek plays in golf champions and Luther tour. Well, and that, and that's a great point tone as well. Don Barry is in the final four yep. and Don Barry's at 234 points, but if he wins the match play, I believe that's 160. Yeah. So he would be at 394, which would actually put him in second place. So right now, even if he loses in the final four, I think he gets, what, 90 points? I would have to double check, but yeah, it's still a good amount. Yeah. Yeah, 70 or 90 points. So, and, and Jesse Nelson and Derek Stendhal, if either of them win the, uh, well, Jesse for sure, if Jesse wins the match play, He's actually in the lead for player of the year points. Mm-hmm. So it's, wow. it's, yeah. So it's going to be, it's, it's, yeah, it's not, I mean, we've been tracking it all year and it's, it's going to be up in the air, <laughs> you know, you know, so it's, it's a seven horse race roughly. Tone, when is that, uh, when's the match play have to be completed? We're finishing the match play on what is the date? The 29th of September, a Wednesday at Mendocota. Um, so we are finishing there. It's in four weeks. We'll and that's all the done. Wednesday of that's the Wednesday of the Ryder Cup, correct? That's Ryder Cup week, yeah. <laughs> and so, the golf champions is during Ryder Cup? Or actually, no, no, I think no, Ryder Cup's the week, the week after. before. Okay. That's the week okay. After. So yeah, no. that's the week of golf champions. Match play is the week of the golf champions, G. <laughs> so it's yeah. So we'll we'll know the player of the year for sure 
on October 4th, after the Luther tour. So it's going to be one week of everything. I mean, you know, it just depends on how close it is, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's going to be exciting. And in addition, I'll just make a shout out on the 29th. In addition to our regular match play, we're also going to have the finals, semifinals and finals for our women's match play championship as well. It's an inaugural who's, al- who, who's alive in that? Uh, right now in the top four, uh, Savannah Smith adv- is advancing and we're waiting on a couple other uh, matches. I know, um, you know, Kelly Hoyness is still in it. She's waiting to complete her next match. Um, tomorrow, we got a match between our own Catherine Wagner and Lori Money to advance to see who's going to actually play Kelly Hoyness. So, okay. Um, yeah, it'd be exciting to have kind of both of those events go together and we'll, you know, determine some champions that day. Wow. This is awesome. Who's left in the team championship? How close are we done with that in the two person deal? The four ball? Yeah, the four ball. Tone knows better. I'm not in the four ball this year. Are any um, in the final four yet, Tone? No, we don't have a final four yet. I mean, okay. in the first Metro region, you know, you got Campbell, Rachie, Hemans, uh, and Kirkland going at it. Um, I don't know all these on the top of my head, but. Okay, it's all right. Hey, there's still, it sounds like we have still some time between uh, now and then with that. And there is no points in those, correct, men? No, there are no points, but yeah, I will say so, that the past champs are not in there. So it could be, a, it could be a new, new champions for, uh, for four ball as well, depending on how that works out. That's just straight cast. Again, that's not a big deal. We're talking about the points. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. You guys um, summed it up nicely. We do have a nice uh, tone. I hope you have a nice week break here, right? Really no events. Going to I ha- South I have, Dakota. Yeah. I have a little break and then next week I go to South Dakota for about, five six days so i stay over there and oh you're uh, working the, you're working the, the stanford yeah i run the two qualifiers for them and okay i kind of stay over there and try to see everybody over there and that's, see what's going on so it's uh, one of my favorite golf courses that i've never played by the way um i, I i'll throw my plug in right now to and i really wanted a section event over there uh at this course it, it is it's beyond belief and sioux falls area is great I'm still hoping that someday we can uh, come to our senses and get over there and play an, play an event there. But uh, Scott, you know how I feel about that. I, I'm just going to throw it out there. I got a platform. I'm going to say it. All right. I, I totally agree with you that it's a, it's a great venue and it's a great part of the Minnesota section. It's just, we know how poor some of our people travel. And that's my biggest concern with the wilderness is you and I don't have issues because we have to stay wherever we go, but it's the people from the Metro that are in the bubble that are afraid to drive and be gone for two days. And I agree with you, Tone, the best part about wilderness is going to be the camaraderie and because there isn't going to be anybody that's driving in and driving home. It's just too far. Everybody's going to be there. It's a great feel when everyone's there and you get to see them at night, uh, the, you know, the day before round one and in between rounds one and two. So I, I think that's very important for us to get together and, and to build those relationships. Yeah, I agree. And uh, is there a pro pro scheduled for their tone or have we not looked that far yet? Uh, yeah, we are planning on doing the pro pro on that Sunday and then the event Monday, Tuesday. So okay. that will make it return this year. Yeah. And I, year. I think that's, that's awesome. And we know we had extenuating circumstances this year that kind of, I think that take 
you could feel it this year, right, Scotty? That it just nobody's fault. Stone no, no. is a great venue. It just didn't feel because you're right. You, I went and stayed with my in-laws. Everybody has relatives in the cities, right? So they go stay there, save in the little hotel room, or some guys get hotel room and then they stayed out later than they should. But it just didn't feel like what that will up at the wilderness where we're going to all be around each other and the banquet you'll hang around longer, you know, uh, yes. the banquet, it seemed like everybody left right away. Right. Like you and I were the last, let's go to the tailgate and figure out why you shot 81, you know, where, <laughs> where next year we're going to sit around maybe a blackjack table and say, snow, why'd you shoot 95 again? Cause I'm not leaving. If you I are shoot not shooting 95 again. No, if I do, I said, if you won't, but we're going to have a therapy session. If I do, you know, at some point and it's okay. It's not a big deal. Guys, we need to close this out today. We're going to skip the rules of the game. We'll get that next time. Uh, Kaylee, uh, thank you for all your work on this. Tone, uh, great, great podcast. I really love talking about tournament golf. And uh, we didn't get interrupted by meals or uh, um, or bees and, uh, or Charlie. So that was a good thing, right? They didn't come out and bother you, Scott? Nope. Susanna looked at us a couple of times like, <laughs> what are you doing? Okay. But that, that was the any- any closing comments no just uh hats off to section staff tone tone you've uh you're through the you're through the woods the home stretch is in sight uh, i mean i know how busy june july august is so great work uh, you, you actually look refreshed did you have like getting, a spa day i've been getting some sleep the last couple of days <laughs> you can no. definitely tell tone's been outside Yes, but no, uh, thanks. I, I thought all the events that I've played in this year have been great. So good work on that. All right. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for all you do. Hope you all have a great day and thank you all for listening. And we'll come back at you again in a few weeks.